Welcome to the Getting Back Together podcast for Tuesday, December 7, 2021. Hope your week is off to a great start. I appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we have a we. <laughs> it's a collective. I have a lot of stuff that I... I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, that I want to talk about, need to talk about, should talk about. Maybe a little bit of all of that. I have a need to talk about it. I have a desire to talk about it. And I feel like to keep you informed about certain things, I, I'm, I'm somewhat obligated to talk about it. So, God, what a fucking nit I am right off the bat, digging down into the weeds here of the self-referential horseshit coming out of my mouth. Anyway, I have a lot that we're going to get to today. <laughs> Meaning, hopefully, I'll get to it, including a brand new review from 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Thank you. Although 15, who you know is my favorite listener to the podcast, might have competition for favorite uh, listener because someone sent me their... Spotify top five, I guess. Spotify sends you a an annual summary of the shit that you're interested in. And it showed that the top podcast the person listened to was this podcast, followed by Joe Rogan, followed by the New York Times. I'm Michael Barbaro. Today is Tuesday, December 7th. And I'm sitting here married to a woman after I was gay in another relationship. The real reporters who have done all the work will be the subject of this story. It's Tuesday, December 7th. Shout out to Michael Barbaro. I'm glad he's getting his money and I don't give a fuck who he fucks. But what I'm excited about is this person sent me there. Top five, I'm in their top, I'm, I'm, I was number one, and that was very flattering, even, and I posted it on Instagram, it said, even if they photoshopped it, I'm grateful that they tried to make me feel good, so, thank you, and you know what, if you also have me in your top five, let me know about it, because you will move up the rankings of favorite listeners, and you'll be knocking on the door of that person, who I will give a name to when I think of it. And also the beloved 15 underscore versus underscore 15. New listeners, if you don't know who that is, that is a person who listens to the podcast devoutly, I think is a way to say it, and leaves an iTunes or an Apple podcast review each week and then takes it down <laughs> and improves upon it each week. So... If you're if you're new to listening to the podcast, that's who fifteen underscore versus underscore fifteen is. One of my favorite people walking the earth. And also, if you are new listening to the podcast, maybe because you saw me post like, "Hey, somebody actually likes this goddamn podcast and listen to it more than listen to Joe Rogan." And I'm Michael Paparo. I'm trying to do an impression of Ira Glass. If you are new listening, because I've uh, been shameless in my promotion. I would like to tell you if you're going to check out the podcast, at least don't listen to like the first 10 of them. If you're a completist, you know, like you have to, and, and music, music fans will know what I mean when I say a completist, like you like everything they did. And two of my favorite artists of all time, David Bowie and Prince, 
uh, I'm not a completist because there's a lot of just garbage in their catalogs. <gasps> it's true. Go back and listen. Go back and listen to some of that that David Bowie stuff that he, uh, you know, post the Berlin. I guess it's like late seventies. A lot of it's just terrible, as is uh, some moments in Prince's catalog, particularly uh, the early, not not quite the earliest stuff, but. Um, you know, you, you'll see what I mean. Just check out Prince's, as much as I love them both. And Prince over Michael Jackson. Call in and debate me on that one. Call in. <laughs> pull out pull out a quill pen and write a letter on parchment paper with ink that we've made from, I don't know, prisoner's tears and write in to the program and try to convince me Michael Jackson's greater than Prince. You can't do it. I'm not interested Prince wrote every goddamn note of his catalog, and he played almost every instrument on every single record. He wrote them. He played them on all the instruments. He also had the artistic vision to put it all together. He never took a fucking second off. Have you ever seen Prince when he was at the Minnesota Timberwolves game? Flossing. Just straight white suit all the way, white high heels, white top hat. He never took a second off being an artist, and it's not even close with my... And you know what? He was not a pedophile. I didn't see the documentary, but <laughs> knowledgeable sources tell me. Prince might have groomed women. I don't know about that. I know he made a lot of religious women uncomfortable, like Vanity or Apollonia or whatever her name was. All right. The point is, if you're a completist... Go ahead and suffer through like the first 10 of these podcasts. I don't know when they start to get good. I remember the one, or <laughs> let's not let's say I get carried away. I don't know when they start to resemble someone who's knowing maybe what he wants to be doing, but you have to remember, but maybe around number 10, which I know is called High Horse. I know the first one is is not offensive. It's not terrible because I was just talking about something that happened on an airplane once. But when I started to just, at the beginning, try to, you know, and, and was in the middle of, I want to say the middle of the pandemic, but, I mean, we're still in the first, first fucking quarter, aren't we? When it was, like, September of 2020, we couldn't go, I couldn't go outside, I couldn't do comedy, and I just needed to talk, and all I did was just cry, and just, but not cry like I'm upset and emotional, I was just, like, bitter everything sucks and they're really kind of unlistenable so know that I know that and maybe around high horse maybe you know in the 10s and the 20s I think when I start talking about Grateful Pastures and Eggman and uh, you know applying for a job at the CIA maybe I start to figure out a little bit what I'm doing but uh, please do not start at the beginning and go oh boy this and you know like i t said last time i'm gonna put those all behind a paywall anyway so if you're really a completist and, and i'll tell you they're not worth paying for i just want to have something that you can pay me for uh so that, that, that's the message the new <clears throat> to the new listeners uh, and you'll hear a little bit more about 15 and hopefully hear from 15 underscore versus underscore 15 a little bit later in the program 
Before I get into something else I want to talk about, I would like to remind you that today is Tuesday, and if you're in Atlanta, please check out an amazing free comedy show in Virginia Highland at Limerick Comedy. That's tonight? Yeah, it's tonight, December 7th, and you know who is closing out the goddamn show? A man who just recorded his debut comedy album, Damon Sumner. You get Damon Sumner is going to come close out? Yeah, he's going to close out the show. Why not? It's Limerick. We only have hitters on the show. Who else is going to be on it? Catherine Blanford getting together for a, getting stuff ready for a big, big media taping coming up in a couple weeks. So Damon Sumner is going to close. You know what I'll do? I haven't done the lineup yet, the order of people. You know, I normally do it that way. But here's who's on the show. Haley Elman is making her return to the Limerick stage. Tim Maggard is making his main show debut. He is a very good comic who is hardworking and technically skillful and all this other shit that why do you just he's great just come see him he'll be on the show also making their debut pj audenzia who i don't want to get carried away murdered lightning round last week just killed and i had already booked them on the uh this coming tuesday show so it's not like i'm a johnny come lately but pj is hilarious so we're gonna go this is not the order. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Tim kicks it off. Tim, Haley, PJ, and then Catherine will be on there, of course, somewhere. I don't know, whenever she, you know, her private jet lands on North Highland Avenue and she can darken our door with her presence and bestow us eight minutes or ten minutes of comedy. <laughs> Catherine will be on the show. And you know who else is going to be there? Mel Mitchell. Mel Mitchell is going to be on the goddamn show. Talk about a popular podcaster and a hilarious comic and somebody who I am in a never-ending film project with. Uh, I'm thrilled she's going to be back. Also a Limerick favorite and one of my close personal favorites. Uh, close personal favorites? Crystal Pierce. So that's the lineup. Haley, that's not the order. Who gives a sh- You don't care about the order. They're all good comics. Haley Elman, Tim Maggard, Crystal Pierce, Mel Mitchell, PJ Audenzia, Catherine Blanford, and closing out the damn thing is Damon Sumner. So that's tonight in Virginia Highland. As you know, it's a free show in a bar in Atlanta, Georgia. And it can be hot as hell, as it was last week. So come check it out. And shout out to the people who come up to me at Limerick and say, hey, listen to the podcast. Especially the ones who come up and don't say, hey, you know, this is kind of embarrassing to let you know. But uh, I listen to your podcast. So there's, there's, a, there's a crew of regulars that come through, and I'm glad for that. Also, some dude at the la- came up to me at the Laughing Skull the other night and said he listens to the podcast. And he also didn't say he was embarrassed. So you don't have to fucking be embarrassed. Guy who was embarrassed to tell me who still hasn't come back and done his spot yet. <laughs> that lightning round. Come on, man. We're waiting for you. So that's the Limerick lineup. That box check to the new listeners, you don't have to listen to, you know, just start, just pick a date. Start sometime in January and come from there. Limerick is tonight. And what else? Any other orders of business? Oh, yeah. That uh, Armageddon football game took place in Atlanta. And guess what? (laughs) Alabama smashed Georgia. Oh my gosh, how predictable. But 
unfortunately, and I just say it as a bit of a hater uh, who likes a lot of people around him to be unhappy, which is so strange and perverse. Uh, unfortunately, Georgia is still in the tournament to win the national uh, national championship. Once the Braves won the World Series, I have resigned myself to the fact that Georgia is going to win the college football national championship, and there's nothing I can do about it. So who gives a fuck? But it seems like the city got through that Saturday in one piece. I, I was on shows at the Laughing Skull uh, 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock on Saturday night. And needless to say, the 5 o'clock show, when the football game would have been in the first quarter, was not among the hottest shows I've ever done in my life. But it was still fun. It was still a good time. And then I, I hosted the 8 o'clock on Saturday, and that show was crazy. What do you mean crazy? <laughs> I mean, it was fun, and people were getting fucked up in the crowd on the stage, and then people were burning down the room. I mean, maybe everybody killed. The crowd was hot, the comics were great, and I was hosting. So, you know, you know I was drinking. I'll tell you a little bit more about that, uh, about what, not my drinking, but what happened with my car on Saturday night. Nothing happened. Everything's fine. But I'll tell you about my, 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 I'll tell you my goddamn story in one second. After I alert you to one other thing that I, I cannot, I almost can't believe I'm going to tell you. Not because I'm embarrassed and you know, I don't, I, I don't think I have much to hide from you. I, I'm at a place in my life where I don't really get embarrassed. But sometime after we spoke last, I was on I was posting the third and final piece of my TikTok masterpiece titled <laughs> uh, white dude acting like a black dude and a black dude acting like a white dude or something like that. Racial Confusions, part one, two, and three, which is essentially just me doing like seven minutes of crowd work on TikTok. And Insta I mean, for a, a comedy club audience. And I posted it on TikTok and Instagram. And while I was on TikTok, or as I opened TikTok, I was served the... the, the, the she was a girl when I knew her, but she's a woman now. Uh, the person, I will call her, from Full House, I think. Her name's Candace Cameron Bure, I think is her name. Is that her name? Bure? Candace Cameron Bure. And I, 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 I know her about as well. I mean, I'm like, I'm familiar with her about as familiar as I am with her husband, who I know is a, was, is a former professional hockey player. But I don't know his first name. It's either Valerie Bure or Pavel Bure. One of those two guys, and she's married to him, and she is doing a dance, and, and I'm, you know, I'm grown, I'm, I'm not grown, I'm, uh, what is the word, I'm in touch enough to know that there are dance challenges on TikTok, and I'm, I don't need to comment on them, there are, you know, these things that make people happy, and I don't have to shit on them, but there are dance challenges, or, hey, look, here's my song, here's my dance, and here is this woman from Full House, which I don't think I've ever seen an episode of. First cut, first edition, last edition, whatever. I, I, I was not a, not a full houser. <laughs> you probably don't meet a lot of 
this you probably don't meet a lot of straight men who are like, no, Full House was my that was my thing. I don't know. I I, I, I I've never met. I don't. I've never met anybody who watched Full House, but everybody knows Full House. Meaning, I've never talked to anybody about Full House. Okay, who gives a fuck? The person, Candace Cameron, she's doing a dance challenge. And the song is so goddamn hooky. And it is so off-the-charts, cheesy, hooky, made by, uh, like, uh, in, a, in a music, corporate music laboratory to infect your brain and force you to spend money to the machine it's it's like it's it's brilliant how fucking hooky it is i can't believe that i'm talking about it but i am talking about it and i'm and so she comes out and she's shaking her ass a little bit and the hook is so strong that i have to look and like what is she doing this is just pops up this is how tiktok is I know my TikTok goddamn microphone is on right now, so fuck you, China. And I mean that. I mean that sincerely. The Chinese government. <laughs> I had a good chat the other day with someone about the Uyghurs, and they just they need a better name for people to care about them because it's, it's very hard to bring that up. Like, man, it's a shame about those Uyghurs. And you're like, what did you say to me? No, 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 fucking people in the Muslim people in China that they're they've locked up in a concentration camp. Concentration camp. Is that a strong? All right. The point is, fuck China as fuck every government for that matter. Every government. Yeah, that's right. Name them. Fuck the U.S. government. Uh, Fuck the Israeli government. Fuck the Russian government. Okay, And the Chinese government. Okay, All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So. I look at this TikTok video and the hook is so incredibly strong that I have to click and see who the music's by. And it is by, of course, the guy's name is Walker Hayes. Is that his real name? I fucking doubt it. It also sounds like something made in a Nashville hedge fund music laboratory to sell CDs at... uh, CDs or whatever at uh, Starbucks. Walker Hayes is this guy's name. Okay, so I, there it is. I click on Walker Hayes, and he also looks like he comes off an assembly line. Just impeccable jawline, wholesome but manly. It's 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 like like you say it's it's saccharine corporate. Everything I fucking hate in the world, I hate on. Hate because I'm not as happy and fulfilled as, as Walker Hayes, maybe. But it's this guy named Walker Hayes who has this song called Fancy Like. Fancy Like is what it's called. And I can't believe I'm talking to you about it. I really can't. But it's not about Walker Hayes. I, I tip my cap. The hook is just unbelievably catchy. And I was like, I I can't believe this. Who is this guy? And where does this get played? Is this a TikTok song? Is it a Billboard song? Is it it real music? That's where I was with it. Is this real? Is this real? 
Turns out it's very real. And if you go to Walker Hayes, is that his real name? Can that possibly be his real name? Can it, it, It's like assemble a country music star by numbers. It's, 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 it's just it's brilliant. It's, um, it's, it's insane. Anyway, so of course you go to his, I go, because I'm, I'm, I'm enthralled. I'm like, what is going on? Who is this? Who is this? What is this entity, Walker Hayes? And I go to his Instagram page, I think, and every other photo is of him being wholesome, but being one of the guys. And issuing platitudes for his wife, which is so suspicious, but I'm sure they're happy. And are there six kids and seven kids? Like, and here everything is happy and cheerful, and I'm sure Christian, and it's it's mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing to me. It's like a it's like an alternate universe. And you know what? It is because I'm sure. It doesn't exist as it's portrayed on Instagram, like everything else. <laughs> Except my, my bombs that I post. This guy, Walker Hayes, talking about booze, talking about drinking in his songs. But it's so beautiful because you look through his, through his Instagram, there's not a single cocktail to be seen. There is nothing that anyone could possibly take offense to. There is nothing that could anger anybody left or right. It's, it's just brilliant and well-managed. You know what? Salute to Walker Hayes' manager who, got, who, who is overseeing this. Maybe it's Walker Hayes. And God help them. I hope those people stay married because, you know, how suspicious do you need to be if someone, every other post is, my wife is the greatest and I'm just, of course, doesn't that sell tickets to all those fucking women whose husbands don't worship them like that? Yeah, you dumb, cynical prick. Anyway, this hook is incredible. I had it in my head for like four days. I literally woke up the next day after I heard it, and it was still in my head. It's like Applebee's on a Tuesday night getting fucked up with a chili dedicated bite. It's, it's incredible. I'm, and what's so amazing to me is that it? I guess it got me because I'm talking about it, and I'm in, maybe if you've never heard it, you're gonna look for it too. But what's so amazing to me is it it represents like everything that I resent. <laughs> happiness, no happiness, no. Yes, fucking uh, corporate music, cheesy, low-hanging fruit lyrics in you know no depth and all he's doing is getting paid i'm not mad about that part of it and then you know i just love my wife and kids wife and kids all right hang in there dude that's that's all right i just had to mention that walker hayes i wish i had something more smart or certainly more funny <laughs> to say about it the only thing that could offend anything about the guy is he wears alabama sweatshirts now and again and that's going to offend a lot of people, you know. <laughs> that's going to, I mean, Google the University of Alabama Board of Trustees and just see what they're up to. All right. Okay. Okay. 
And you know what? They smashed Georgia, and I live in Atlanta. I think what I'm trying to confess is I was... I listened to that song. Do I like that song? I, I, it's almost like, well, I've never heard the song. I just heard the, the hook. Because I don't even know if there is a fucking song. I, tr- I truthfully don't know if there's a song. I've just heard the hook. It's like, date, what? Fancy like date night at an Applebee's. I've been to an Applebee's once, and it was somewhere in Mississippi, of all places, on the road, and was with my wife. It was with my wife at Applebee's, and we did the same thing as him, except we didn't think we were fancy. We just, like, they serve Jack and Cokes at Applebee's. You can have a good time there. That's it's pretty easy, I'm sure. I'm sure, and you know, we had some food too, and I don't remember it. It was fine, cause it's Applebee's on a Tuesday night, getting Jack and Coke. I've also been in the Chili's once with my wife. They also serve Jack and Cokes. I was mesmerized by this Walker Hayes entity. Six kids, all of them just more wholesome and American than you, and he's perfect. He's a perfect human being, Walker Hayes. And uh, congratulations, Nashville. <laughs> You've done it again. You've done it again. What do you know about Walker Hayes? Nothing. What does he reveal? Nothing. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant by everyone. And I tip my cap because you, you know what you've done? You've successfully adapted the, to the environment. And you've navigated it perfectly. And that's why you have a big goddamn house. You need a big house if you have seven kids or six kids or how many ever kids? A lot of kids. Anyway, shout out to Walker Hayes and his uh, his wife that is the greatest. Just I couldn't do anything without her. And uh, 24 hours has passed since uh, my uh, Christian uh, sponsor in Fidelity reminded me to say that and pointed out that my, my manager, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm not hating on the guy. It's incredible. So, that's that, I had to mention that before it passed. I mentioned on, I mentioned that on Saturday at the eight o'clock show, I was the host. So, if I'm gonna host, not every time, sometimes, and, and, and here's what I know. How do I align my drinking with shows? Well, it depends. I don't drink at every show. Some shows, especially if I know the lineup and where people are, as you've heard me mention in their drinking cycles, I know that I might have a couple drinks that night. I know also that if I'm hosting like a, a showcase, like this was uh, 8 o'clock with eight other comics, that... My work is essentially done after I start the show. And why not have a couple pops along the way? And I don't like to drink and drive. I mean, I don't like, I don't mind it. <laughs> what I mean is I don't, I don't like all the BS, that I, I don't like the anxiety that attends it. And I, I, I don't want to, in this order, I first and foremost do not want to get pulled over in that order. I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to injure anybody. And what else is there? 
I don't know. Anyway, I can do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I can drink and drive, I, but I don't do it. I don't, I don't drive if I've had more than two. And on a night where you're hosting a show uh, at, at 8 o'clock, it's going to go a couple hours, I might want to have three. I might want to have two and somebody give me a, you know, a sh- hey, buddy, want to do a shot? Yeah, I might like to. And I don't want to have, I certainly don't want to have three and drive out of Midtown Manhattan <laughs> or Midtown Atlanta for that matter. I don't want to drive out of Midtown Atlanta with three in me on a night that Georgia has just played Alabama, you know, 200 yards away from where I am. And there's 10 million drunkies out. And also probably the one night that the Atlanta police will come out and do their fucking job. <laughs> Does that sound Republican yet? God, no, because the, no, the, it'd be the opposite. Because the Republicans would say cops are the best. They do their job all the time. And the problem is... Uh, the gay people or something like, uh, right? Anyway, I don't want to fuck. It seems like a high stakes endeavor to have three. The point is what I will do on a night like Saturday is I will try to get to the club without driving and then fend for myself getting home. Pretty straightforward. The club's only like, you know, three miles from my house. So I have, uh, I have a wife who in the past, before we had a child, <laughs> has dropped me off at the club and said, I'll see you in three hours. Uh, I have, I've had friends, comic friends, who will pick me up. If I'm, like I said, if I'm just going to do a 10-minute spot, 8 to 10-minute spot, I'm not going to do that. But if I'm going to be there for a chunk of the night and I want to have three, which is past my limit because I'm so uptight, uh, then I will... Try to get to the club somehow else, including, I don't know if I've ever shouted him out for this, but neighbor who listens to the podcast has actually, I said to him, just, hey, do you mind just taking me to Marta? And, and which is, those of you who don't live in Atlanta is our, our um, train system, our sub subway system, which really consists of like two lines. It's like a, it looks like a plus. So if you're in a big metro city like Berlin, Paris, or Washington D.C. or New York, Boston, you're not going to resent. You're not going to recognize it. But ours is called Metropolitan Atlanta Regional Transit Authority, Marta. So I say to neighbor who listens to the podcast, "Hey, do you mind just dropping me off at Marta, which is like you know five minutes from our house?" And I think on more than one occasion, he's been nice enough to say, "Yeah, man, I'll just drive you to the club." And that's the kind of guy he is. If you're also a new listener, he makes a strong appearance on this podcast on the episode called A Tough Follow. So you can hear a little bit about him uh, on that podcast, on that episode, A Tough Follow. And I'm sure that he just wants to be a nice guy and drive me to the club. And it's not that he's trying to get out of the house and get away from his wife and kids at all. I think he's trying to help. So he's, he's... He's taking me down there. The point is, on Saturday, I uh, I did the 5 o'clock show. I came home, dinner, bath, bed, and, like, you know, maybe neighbor who will take me, who will listen to the podcast will drive me down to the club or at least drop me off at the train and then let me fend for myself, which is after the show is a comic going my way. Maybe I'll take the train back home. Maybe I'll just take a lift. 
no big deal. But neighbor who listens to the podcast, I hit him up actually Saturday afternoon because I anticipated all this. I said, hey, do you think just out of curiosity, maybe around whatever, you could drop me off at Marta? And he said, no dice. It's a big football afternoon, and I'm going to be, his words, pretty oiled up or well-oiled <laughs> by the time you need to go. And isn't that the worst, right? He could probably take me to the train station in two minutes and, and come right back. But it's all the other bozos on the road. There should be like some sort of exception for people who get DUIs because some drunk person ran into them. You know what I mean? Like that's something else that I was thinking about. If I were leaving Midtown Atlanta plus three, I'm legally under the influence. And if I am minding my own business, driving home very safely, and some drunk idiot hits me, then we both have to stop and talk to the cops. Of course, that other driver might take off. <laughs> Leave me holding the bag. But if we both have to stop and talk to the cops, the cop's going to say, all right, he hit you and he's fucked up. Uh, what's your situation? I'm like, I'm just a guy going home from a comedy show. All right, well, how many fingers am I holding up? Or let me ch check. That would be the worst to me. Is and, and don't you think, and attorneys who listen to this, who listen to this, is there a reduced charge for someone who might be technically under the influence but did not cause the accident? Like, you should fucking get off for that. You should not. What am I missing? You might be impaired, but if you didn't cause the accident, that shouldn't really have shit to do with you. Because you already have to fix your car because some drunk asshole didn't know how to drive plowed into you. Now you're going to get cuffed up too? Doesn't make any sense. And that's something that I would not ever want to happen to you or to me. Neighbor who listens to the podcast said he was going to be too well-oiled by the time I needed to go to the club because he was watching football. So, he, I, I asked him, and then uh, I gently... <laughs> I gently probed another neighbor who was like, yeah, dude, no thank you. <laughs> like, I'm grown. You can figure out your own way to get to your goddamn comedy show and get home. So what I did is I drove to the train station. I, here's what I did. I drove to the train station. I don't know how your mind works, but I was thinking... When it came down to the fact that I was going to drive myself to the train station, I was thinking I could, I don't want to, I don't want this to hang over my head. That's how, I guess, neurotic I am, is that I could, I could potentially think, okay, I'm going to leave the car at the train station. I'm going to probably have three drinks, which is exactly what I had, which would be over, I, I imagine over two hours would be over 0.08, but I don't know, and I don't want to take the chance. However, I'm thinking, well, I could then, uh, if I take the train back, I could get the car and I could drive home. But I also, this is what I mean about my neuroses. I could let that, God, am I over the legal limit when I get back to my car? And am I going to fuck the whole thing up by getting pulled over when I'm only a mile from my house or less than a mile from my house? That would be pretty, pretty fucking stupid. But the way my mind works, I could be lawnmower, lawnmower manning myself and elaborating that 
so that while I should be having a good time at the club having my three drinks, I might be thinking, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? But you know what? I didn't do that because that would that would foolishly curtail from having a good time. So when I got to the train station, I just looked and it said, if you leave your car for 24 hours, it's like 12 bucks. And done. Out, out of my head forever. And 12 bucks told me that if I felt like I was impaired leaving the club, even if I took the train back to my car, I would just walk home. Or I'd, I'd you know, ask a cabbie who hangs out there if he'd give me a ride for five bucks or something like that. And he'd go, go fuck yourself. But I just decided 12 bucks is 12 bucks to me. What's, what's, I spend $10 on fucking eggs once a month at, at uh, Grateful Pastures. <laughs> I wonder if the egg man, I still, I saw him on Saturday, but I don't know if he had his baby. So the show on Saturday was great. And I had my, uh, I took the train down. Saw some shit-faced guys from, uh, with Georgia apparel on, but they clearly were lost in the Marta station. They're like, where's northbound? I'm like, you got to go on the other side. And the show, like I said, was berserk. It was hot. It was fun. And afterward, Hank Denson was trying to sneak out. I'm like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> You're going my way, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'll, you mind giving me a ride? And he said, no, come on, let's go. And so, on the way, Hank, Hank and I were, were heading toward my house, and we, we talked, and it was, it was early. It was only like 10, 15 or something. So we decided to go to the punchline. I'm like, oh, let's go to the punchline, and Jimmy Schubert's there, and let's go over and say hello. We get to the punchline on Saturday night, see Marcy. Uh, George Wallace dropped in and did, you know, 75 minutes in the middle. <laughs> George Wallace is a legend and should do as much time as he wants. And if he heard this, he would tell me to go fuck myself and then also smack me in the face and I would fall down and uh, be sore for a long time. He's a super nice guy, has always been super nice to me and very supportive. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> fucking George in the middle of the show, it's <laughs> it's going to be a long night. Anyway, George dropped in and did his thing before... Lace Larrabee was featuring for Jimmy Schubert. So Hank Hank and I showed up. We go and cruise around. And then as soon as George is off, he and Hank are into the diner talking about whatever they're talking. Uh, I hang out for Lace's set. And then immediately after, she's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. And I was like, where are you going? She said, I'm going to... Uh, She's, I don't want to tell you where Lace Larrabee goes on a Saturday night. It's, it's very private. <laughs> She's a very private woman. But she was going in a direction. I was like, hey, do you mind dropping me off? She's like, no, let's go. So I had Lace. Then, so I, I, By this point, I for, I'd essentially forgotten that my car was not at home because I was plus three from Laughing Skull, so I was like a little buzzed. And then by the time I get to... And, and Hank's driving me where I think I'm going home. All of a sudden, we're at the punchline. I know I don't have a car, but I don't know where my... I'm, I'm not thinking, like, where my car is. So, I, so Lace just drops me off at my house. And it was almost like when I, she dropped me off and I see that my car's not there, I was like, oh, yeah, my fucking car's not here. <laughs> so, it, it pretty dumb. But what, what happened was 
two fellow comics were nice enough to get me home, right? Hank dropped me off at the punchline. Lace dropped me off at my house. And I went in. And my wife was asleep. And I, I didn't even tell her. I didn't even tell her, like, you're going to wake up and my car's not going to be there. And I don't want you to think that I was, I was wet and reckless. But what did really happen is that on Sunday morning, the girl and I took a big goddamn train adventure to get the car. Which was really fun. Also, new listeners, I have a two, almost three-year-old daughter, and she recurs on the podcast. So, but not, I don't think excessively. 15 underscore, she doesn't, I don't, I mean, I mention her in passing. I, hopefully it's not like, my daughter is just the best, and, you know, I am the great parent who, you know. She shows up on the podcast here and again, and on one of them, she's actually interviewed. She's the only guest who's ever been on this podcast. But she shows up, and she showed up on Sunday morning when I was talking with my wife, and I gently explained, like, I'm like, the car's not here. What? what? What's going on? Well, Hank took me to the punchline and then Lace dropped me off home. Said, All right, what about the car? Like, oh, it's at the train station. And so I said, why don't the girl and I walk to the train station, which will take, with her little legs, it'll take 40 minutes to walk there. I said, why don't the girl and I walk to the train station and... And I said, girl, why don't, so she likes trains. I said, why don't we take a train ride while, while we're up there? And so then the girl got her head around, or trying to get her head around. My wife's like, great, yeah, why don't you do that? And I'll go do some errands or go run or whatever. So my daughter's trying to get her idea, my, her head around the idea that the car was not here. Where dad at car? Dad at car at train. Why dad at car no here? Like that. And... My wife said, because Dada got shit-faced last night. <laughs> and that's going to be one of those ones which, it, you know, it was not true. But it's going to be one of those ones where kids say the darndest thing because I said, as soon as she said that, I said, why don't you tell Miss Julia that you, uh, what mom just told you? Like, let's make sure you get that in your head so you can tell your teacher that dad, I got shit faced last night. And Miss Julie's going to be like, yeah, so did I. And so did all the other parents. And who gives a fuck? So my wife told my daughter that I was banged up. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't need this right now. And I didn't, I wasn't doing, I, I, I didn't do like, my wife is the greatest every day. I'm like, no, my wife is telling my daughter I got shit faced last night. She's not like. Applebee's on a Tuesday night. Two shakes, one fries. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. Anyway, so the girl and I begin our walk. And she is adorable, as you know. And I said to her at the beginning, all right, girl, because it, it was a grayish, misty Sunday morning. I said, do you want to, I'm going to wear a jacket. Do you want to wear a jacket? No, thank you. Okay. Uh well, just FYI, you don't have to take one. You may want one, and sometimes plans change. Sometimes events change, and you want, not plans, essentially the idea is circumstances change, and you may want something in the future that you don't want now. But she said, no, thank you. And 
Then she said she wanted to take her backpack, and she wanted to fill it with books. And I said, all right, great, bring your backpack full of books. Where do you, where are we going to read them? And she said, I'm going to read them on the train. Perfect. And then I said one other thing, like, okay, so do you want to, uh, and then she took two books out. And I said, all right, you're going to leave those here? And she goes, yeah. And I said, how come? She said, sometimes plans change or something like that. I was like, holy shit, dude, you are a smart little Chucky doll. So we end up walking all the way to the goddamn train station. We get in the, and we, there's, there are people having their Sunday mornings. There are people doing walks of shame. There is a woman right in front of us who is walking her little tiny dog who shits on the ground and she doesn't pick it up and she keeps moving. And my daughter goes, where poo poo? Where dog poo poo? And I'm like, it's right there on the ground because that woman didn't pick it up. Did I say anything? Of course not. Because it wasn't my lawn. It's the public's lawn. And I'm, uh, I'm adapting my, to my environment like Walker Hayes. So whatever happens, happens to that shit. We get on the elevator that looked like it had been urinated on, at least probably puked on, hopefully not defecated in. We take it to the second floor. We see that my car is there. The windows are not broken. Girl, there it is. There's the car. Let's go. We go, we go to the beginning of the MARTA station, we buy, uh, I have a MARTA card that needed money put on it, so I put money on that, and I got her a Breeze ticket, a round trip ticket, and we took the train to Midtown, and she was so excited, it was the first time she's been on MARTA, she's been on the airport train several times, but I think, it, I'm, I know it was the first time she's been on MARTA, and she was just so excited, just looking around at everything, and there weren't a lot of other two-and-a-half-year-olds just sitting there in a chair, and so people were, like, looking at her and smiling and wondering why she's not wearing a mask, I'm sure, and they're also, like, a, like a kind of a pre-party crowd going down to the Georgia Dome to watch uh, the Falcons, I'm sure, lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the plan was to take the train to Midtown Station, go all the way up the big escalator, and go have a, as I've told you before, my daughter and I, when I used to pick her up from school, we would go to uh, Intermezzo. Did I tell you? We used to go to Cafe Intermezzo at like 11th and Peachtree, which is right on like the corner there, opposite, uh, in front of the Lowe's Hotel. So I said, we'll go to Intermezzo. And she was like, hype. And she said, we have oatmeal and waffles. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're going to fucking do the whole thing. So on our walk from the train station to Intermezzo, all of a sudden I'm looking at my watch like, we've been out for like 50 minutes. And she's not all the way potty trained. And dad, not mom, dad did not bring a diaper, did not bring any wipes, and is like, fuck. This could go sideways at any time. Fortunately, we're at a train station and <laughs> lots of other people were shitting around it and also in front of the Federal Reserve there. But as we're like walking toward Intermezzo, I'm thinking, hmm, this is not great. This is not great. What are my options? She hasn't pooped herself yet, but my, my options I feel like are what could I do here? 
could go to a CVS and buy some pull-ups. And I know where the Walgreens is by CVS and we could buy some pull-ups. Or I even saw a couple, young couple walking with a stroller. And I knew they had a diaper bag. And I thought about like, hey, y'all, yo, hey, hey, yo, hold up. You mind if I just get like a couple of wipes just in case? So this is on my mind as we're like entering Intermezzo, which is a ridiculously nice, not nice, it's cool. You know what? It's not Intermezzo that's ridiculously expensive. It's the fucking parking garage. And we didn't have a car, so I don't know why I'm crying about it. But I was trying to think, I was going to say, Intermezzo is so fucking expensive. It's not. It's the parking garage if you if you ever forget your validation there. All right, all right, all right, wrap it up, wrap it up. So we get to Intermezzo, and the three women at the front are like, may I help you? I was like, yeah, do you have a table for two? Me and this beautiful, beautiful, hardworking <laughs> uh, daughter of mine. And they're like, no, we're on a 20-minute wait. And I'm grown, and I see that there's a little tiny two-top right there, a little... Other shitty two-top right there. But I know from working in restaurants and also being aware of a whole system that that does not mean that that is available. There are lots of other factors that go into being for that to be available. So I said to my... So I, I milked it for a second. I didn't like, well, can we sit at the... You know, I didn't do any of that. But I did milk it like in front of the three women at the front. I said, uh, sorry, girl. They said we can't eat here. <laughs> they said that they don't want us to stay here. I didn't go that strong. But that we can't. I know it's it's not why we got on the train and came over here and walked up the hill and, uh, you know, had to go six miles in the snow back and forth. The fucking bottom line is it was a blessing in disguise because then as soon as we walked out, she's like, they say we can't eat. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we'd, we'd have to wait 20 minutes and blah, blah, blah. And, and then she's like, I'm cold. And she said, circumstances change. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's it's cold out here. So I carried her back. And when I carry her and it's cold, she tucks her arms inside her. I don't know. Imagine somebody picking you up. You're adults. Imagine. Some, and I'm going to fucking wrap it up and let you get back to your lives. Imagine someone picking you up and it just feels so good and cuddly that you tuck your arms into your like stomach and chest. And that's what she did. And I was like, dude, it is cold and you're right. Circumstances do change. Why don't we just go back to the train and we'll take it home and then we'll have something good to eat there. Or if not, we'll go to, a, you know, a, any number of breakfast places in the world. There are a million of them. And she goes, okay, and we'll have waffles. I'm like, yeah, dude, we'll do the whole thing. So we went back to the train, which was the most exciting part for her anyway. We went back to the train. We got back on the train. We went through the tunnel. It was very exciting. Got back to the car. And guess what happened? Because we took the train ride today, today, we took the train ride on Sunday, the day after I left the car there, I stuck the parking ticket into the little validating machine and we got out of Marta without spending a dime. I mean, on parking. As it should be. As people were still filing in to go to the Falcons game. That was a long story that didn't really go anywhere. 
so th- that's what you have look- to look forward to as you listen to this podcast. I will tell you this as I wrap up. I did receive a new notice from 15 underscore 15, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay, new listeners. So as I mentioned, there is a hero who leaves Apple Podcast reviews under the handle 15 underscore versus underscore 15. And also erases them and deletes them every week. So there's a new one. And someday we'll assemble all of them in a wonderful Instagram story. And if you are a new listener or old listener and you want to help the podcast before I put everything behind the goddamn paywall, leave a fucking review. <laughs> I like how as the podcast gets later in the in the hour, it's it becomes more angrily insistent god damn it but here's the thing don't review the podcast you've listened long enough you know that i shit on the one guy who left four out of five stars don't do that either don't review it or just leave five stars i don't want your thoughts i mean if you want your thoughts you can email them to i mean if if you want to share your thoughts send them to me at yesjoesmith at gmail.com Send, send me your thoughts on why you could possibly think Michael Jackson is greater than Prince. Send me your thoughts on the top three, the Mount Rushmore of chocolate candy bars. I told you, it's $100,000 bar, it's Twix, and what else is there? What's the third one? But don't review the podcast, at least on iTunes. What 15 does is just, he gets it. That's, that's all he does. And his latest review is proof of that. Because it means he listened to the last podcast where I talked about the goddamn TSA. And he said, this podcast, sorry, it says TSA approved. That's the title of it. TSA approved, five stars. This podcast is approved by eight and a half out of ten TSA agents. And you have to also be careful when you try to make sense of 15 underscore that there could be all sorts of subliminal messages. Like when he says eight and a half, and why do you say it's a he? Because this is not the work of a woman. This is something a man does. A woman has greater responsibilities. But 15 is like eight and a half out of 10 TSA agents. That could be some Illuminati shit. That could be, wow, is he talking about the Fellini movie, eight and a half, Otto e Mezzo? Otto e Mezzo? And if he's talking about a Fellini movie, is he talking about Fellini's The Restaurant Chain in Atlanta? And this is a Pizzagate thing? And holy shit, is 15 underscore know something about Jeffrey Epstein? I don't know. But you can't sleep on this guy. This podcast is approved by 8.5 out of 10 TSA agents. If you listen, I'm I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. You know what you hear in that review? That someone is trying to help the podcast. He's not saying, like that other dimwit said, get a co-host and hopefully he's a climate science denier like Aaron Rodgers. He's not saying that. That one guy who said, oh, share all your thoughts with me on stand-up and then I'm never going to do a goddamn mic again. But I will leave, I will sully your goddamn reviews with four out of five stars. No, this is 15 underscore. This is a, this, you know what he is? He's a man, but you know what else he is? He's a grown man. That's what he is. He's a grown man. If you listen, I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. 
And then he is very fond of putting up brown hand emojis. And here's one with a one. And this is what I'm talking about, the subliminal shit. He has one that says one hand, one finger, and the next one has a palm out, exclamation mark, peace. Which might just look like three brown hand emojis. But if you really dig into it, you'll see he's saying one finger, five fingers. Oh my God, he's saying 15 out. Peace. I, I'm almost emotional about the guy. I almost am. This is a real one. This is 15. All right. Have a great week, please. And you know where to find me on Instagram. You know where to find me on <laughs> my TikTok. Check out my TikTok. But if you really want to participate, as most people do when they do participate in the podcast, they leave reviews like, like 15, they cost me in public, or they will email me at yesjoesmith at gmail.com. So have a great week, and come to Limerick tonight if you can, especially if you're German, and uh, I will talk to you on Friday.